0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. John, chapter 16. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you Will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time comes you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to Him who sent me. None of you ask me, Where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, The Spirit will receive from me what He will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more, and then, after a little while, you will see me again. At this, some of His disciples said one to another, What does He mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more? and then after a little while you will see me, and because I'm going to the Father. They kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you'll see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices." Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name, I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied, a time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world." As I previously said, John 13 through 17 records events and conversations that took place the last night of Jesus' life on earth. The Last Supper is contained in these chapters, along with various other things. But most importantly, Jesus has a lot to say about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. The John 14, 15, and 16 especially, Jesus has a lot to say about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. So for anyone who's serious about studying what the Scriptures have to say about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, you'll go to Romans chapter 8, which speaks of living life led by the Spirit, life in the Spirit. It's a very important chapter on the personal work of the Spirit. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 12, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, including some of the offices that the Holy Spirit gives to people uh, to serve in the kingdom of God. But John fourteen fifteen and 16, the farewell discourse, Jesus' last night of his life, he has a lot to say, and uh, part of it is contained in this chapter 16 we just read. Reading from verse 7, Jesus speaking, Very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now think about this, friends. This is uh, Jesus speaking on the last night of his life. He's talking to his closest friends and disciples, and he's talking about his death the next day. And he says, it's for your good that I'm going away. And unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. In other words, part of the reason that it's good, I'm going away, is that the Holy Spirit, the advocate, this paraclete, paracletos that we've talked about previously, is going to come. And Jesus is saying that uh, he's like me, and because I'm going away, he's going to come. He's the advocate will come to you. Now, this advocate, this is the same word that can be translated as counselor, comforter, encourager, helper, guide, All of these are aspects of the Holy Spirit and things that have been functions of Jesus in the days of his flesh. He's been guiding his um, disciples. He's been their counselor. He's been their advocate before the Father. He's been their helper, their encourager, their comforter. All of these things that Jesus had done in his three and a half year ministry, the Holy Spirit was now going to come and do in the lives of believers until the end of time. And so the Holy Spirit was going to come. Jesus called him the Advocate or the Paracletos, and the scriptures contain um, uh, many aspects of that function. Jesus continuing to talk about the Holy Spirit. Notice the pronouns he used. Verse 8 When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. And so the Holy Spirit is not an impersonal force. He's a part of the Godhead, he is a part of the Trinity. And he's God just as much as the Father and the Son. Jesus never calls him it. He always refers to him as he, him. These pronouns are used. He'll prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. And so much more on the Holy Spirit in verse 13. He continues, When He, the Spirit of truth, so He calls the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is very serious about truth. And Jesus um, acknowledges that. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. And so the Holy Spirit is the one who's to guide us. A lot of believers have the idea that the Holy Spirit um, follows us around with something we refer to as the anointing. But the Bible says he will guide us, not that he will follow, follow us. And so we're supposed to learn to be dependent on the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth and to guide us in the way we should go. Jesus continuing says he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears And he will tell you what is yet to come. So this aspect of he will tell you what is yet to come, this is the foreknowledge of God, friends. The devil doesn't know the future, but the Lord knows the future. And the Lord reveals his future to his people from time to time through the Holy Spirit. Jesus goes on speaking about the Spirit in verse 14. He, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And so the function of the Holy Spirit is not to glorify himself, but to glorify Jesus and to instruct the people that belong to Jesus. Jesus, of course, is relaying all these facts about the Holy Spirit, this teaching to his disciples in his farewell discourse the last night of his life. And he goes on to say, Do you now believe Verse 32, a time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will all be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. Now friends, it was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9 that the Messiah would be called the Prince of Peace. And Jesus has given his people peace. He is indeed the Prince of Peace. The peace that passes understanding comes from Jesus. And so whether we're scattered, whether we're in persecution, whether we're confused, whatever situation we find ourselves in, part of our inheritance in Christ is to have the peace that passes all understanding. Jesus goes on to say, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so no matter what this life throws at you, no matter what the devil throws at you, no matter what trouble you face, Jesus is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is here to to guide you, to comfort you, to nurture you, to help you. But the Spirit of Peace, the Holy Spirit of Peace is also here with you, that supernatural shalom that only comes through Jesus Christ. If you're a born-again child of God, that peace that passes understanding is part of your eternal inheritance in Christ. So, Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters today that are facing trouble. You said, Lord, in this world we would have trouble, but you said that we're to take heart because you have overcome the world. I pray, Lord, that you would impart peace to those that are listening today that are having difficult times and they're facing turmoil internally. Lord, restore that supernatural peace that passes all understanding. Lord, those that belong to you will be known by the peace that passes understanding in their lives. Impart this peace now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word, and always.